Chucky 4. No, it's not another iteration of the creepy killer doll from the Child's Play movies, but the 14th century King of Bohemia and Holy Roman Emperor Charles IV voted the greatest check ever in a poll a few years ago. Let's find out why. A city is much more than just a collection of buildings. It's a location, it's a history, it's a culture, it's ideas and ideals, and a city is also, most importantly, the people in it. This is Prague Times, the podcast that takes a look at the city of Prague in the Czech Republic. With more than a thousand years of history, there's a lot to talk about. We'll talk about the past of Prague, but we'll also talk about the city as it is today, future plans for the city, and much more. It's Prague then, Prague now, and Prague later. And this is Prague Times. As mentioned in a previous history episode, End of the Line, Last of the Przemysleeds and John the Blind, link in the episode notes, Charles was the eldest son of John the Blind of Luxembourg and the Przemyslede Princess Elizabeth, sister to Wenceslas III, the last of the Przemyslede's uncrowned King of Bohemia as well as King of Hungary, Croatia, and Poland for a whole year back in 1305 and 1306 until Wenceslas III was stabbed to death by an unknown assassin in Olomouc, ending the Przemyslede's hold over Bohemia. Young Charles was born in 1316 and his father became concerned after an attempt in 1319 by Czech nobles, who hated him because he wasn't Czech, to put his three-year-old son on the throne in his place, so John had the boy tossed into prison for four years. Well, prison for a boy of noble birth, which meant the castles at Lockett and Chivoclot, and then sent him to France in 1323 to get an education, but also stay out of the way. There, the young boy would learn many things, including Latin, French, German, and Italian, in addition to his native Czech. The boy's name was not actually Charles, but Václav, named after his grandfather, Václav II. At his confirmation, his baptism, when Christians often take on a new or additional name, he chose Charles to give honor to King Charles IV of France, who was his uncle with whom he'd been living since 1323. Also, the boy, formerly known as Václav, now known as Charles, was married to Charles IV of France's cousin, Blanche of Valois, in 1329, when they were both 13, returning to Prague for the ceremony. When young Charles was 15 years old, he got to pal around with his dad on some battlefields in Italy while his wife lived in Luxembourg. After two years, he was sent to defend the city of Lucca against the Pisans, and so Charles had a fortress built there. He also founded the fort and village of Monte Carlo, which means Charles's Mountain. That same year, his father went blind while campaigning in Lithuania, so Charles started taking over the day-to-day of ruling Bohemia. The next year, 1334, when he was 18 years old, he was named Margrave of Moravia, which pretty much set him up to move on to the throne of Bohemia once his father died. He and his wife Blanche had a son, but the child died. In 1335, they had a daughter, Margaret, but Charles really wanted a male heir. Two years later, he took over ruling the province of Tyrol in western Austria and northern Italy. This year, 1336, would be a big one for Charles. His father died at the Battle of Crecy at the beginning of the Hundred Years' War on August 26, a battle Charles himself was at and was wounded at, and now Charles was officially King of Bohemia. Charles I, it should be noted, since he was the first Bohemian king with that name. 
He had a castle built near Sternberg in northern Moravia called Tepanets in 1340. And around the same time, he sent the architect Peter Parler to start remaking Prague Castle in a high Gothic style, including starting work on St. Vitus Cathedral, work that would continue until 1929. In addition to ruling his home country and trying to whip Tyrol into falling into line, he found himself in a political struggle between Pope Clement VI, his father's ally, and Holy Roman Emperor of the time, Louis IV, the Bavarian. Some princes got together and elected Charles to be emperor instead of Louis, provided that he promised the Pope would always have final say in things and that he abandoned all of his ambitions in Italy. Charles was very happy to accept this, but... Louis IV was still Holy Roman Emperor, and his supporters mocked Charles as the priest's king. Civil war in Germany was inevitable. Charles and Blanche had another daughter, Catherine, in 1342, but still no son, but he was still keeping busy. In 1344, he managed to get the bishopric of Prague elevated to archbishop status, which meant they were no longer under the thumb of the archbishops of Mainz, and they had leeway to start shaping things in this part of Europe the way that they thought they should be. It also helped shore up more support for his claim to the emperorship. Then in October 1346, Louis IV had a stroke while hunting bear and died, and Germany kicked off. Some German nobles tried to get Gunther von Schwarzburg elected King of Germany and Holy Roman Emperor, but Charles, who had a kind of sort of a previous claim to this, opposed it at every turn, eventually defeating him in battle at the Siege of Eltville in May 1349, and now the path to the throne was clear. Unfortunately, Blanche had died of some illness or another while Charles was taking care of business in 1348. So now that he was clearly going to be Holy Roman Emperor, he really needed a son, so he took a second wife, Anne of Bavaria of the House of Wittelsbach, the same people who had supported his rival, Gutter von Schwarzburg. This was a way of cementing an alliance. Charles had already decided that when he was emperor, he would move the capital of the empire to Prague, his hometown, but also a place where the Black Plague, which was sweeping through much of Europe, had not yet touched. He drew up plans for an entirely new city, Newtown or Novi Miesto, based on a kind of a crappy map he had of Jerusalem. His idea was that it would look kind of like Jerusalem from heaven, and since the actual Jerusalem was in Saracen hands once again after the Crusades fell apart, Jesus would probably come here to Prague when he came on his grand second coming tour. This new town was three times bigger than Old Town and would accommodate all the people he knew would start coming to his city and help make it the shining jewel in Europe. Charles also founded Charles University in 1348, one of the oldest still in operation in Europe, and this attracted intellectuals of all kinds. Charles was very interested in what some of these people had to say and encouraged these new humanists to explore their ideas of how society should be organized. That same year, he started work on Karlstein Castle, about 30 kilometers southwest of Prague. Prague was now poised to become the cultural center of Europe, cemented when Charles was officially elected Holy Roman Emperor on June 17, 1349. Since he would be the fourth person named Charles to be Holy Roman Emperor, he had to change his title from Charles I of Bohemia to Charles IV, Holy Roman Emperor and King of Bohemia. 
Just after his coronation, he went to a village near the western border of Bohemia and supposedly discovered healthful springs bubbling up out of the ground in a forest, and the famous spa town of Karlovivari, or Carlsbad, was founded. Chuck Forrest started making sure his subjects were happy, and a period of peace and prosperity set in throughout the entire empire. In 1350, a Roman tribune came to the capital and begged him to intervene in the affairs in Italy. Nobles in Florence wanted his help as well, but he'd promised Clement VI, and so instead he had the tribune thrown in jail for a year and then handed him over to the Pope. Charles's wife Anne gave birth to a son, Václav, but the boy sickened and died the next year. Three years later, Anne herself also fell ill and died. Chuckers had also been spending a lot of time in Nuremberg, which sort of raised that city's profile, and in 1352, he got his Prague architect Peter Parler to also start work on the Frauenkirche church there, a church devoted to Mary, the mother of Jesus. With both his French and German wives gone, Charles went wife shopping in Poland, marrying Anna of Schweidnitz in 1353. He was 37, she was 14. The plague had finally come to Bohemian lands and wiped out a lot of people, but Charles took every step he could to ensure that his surviving subjects had the best lives that they possibly could. For the next few years, things were looking pretty good in Bohemia and throughout the Holy Roman Empire. Trucker Rudy built Kasperk Castle near Pilsen in 1356 and Lauf Castle near Nuremberg the same year, also known as Wenzel Schloss or Voslav's Castle. That same year, he also got the Golden Bull of 1356 issued, which set the methods of secession for the Holy Roman Empire for the next 400 years. The castle Hradek u Purkarce, just north of Hlubaka na Voltovo, was started in 1357, as was Karlsfried Castle, just north of Liberitz, which was a garrison and customs house along the Bohemian-German border. He also started work on the Charles Bridge in Prague, once again under the guiding eye of Peter Parler, intended to replace the Judith Bridge across the Voltovo, which had collapsed 15 years earlier during one of the river's many floods. Charles had another castle built, he sure liked castles, Radinia Castle, also near Pilsen in 1360. This is interestingly the same year that Jan Zizka was born, he who would go on to become the most famous Czech general. And he and Anna had two more children, including finally a son, Václav IV, who would become something of a problem for Bohemia. A year after Václav was born, another son was born but died the same day, and shortly after that, Anna also died, age 22 or 23. So now, Charles needed another wife, and he got his fourth and final wife, Elizabeth of Pomerania, also known as the House of the Griffin. They married in 1363. With this fourth wife, Charles would end up having more wives than any other ruler of Bohemia. The couple ended up having six children, four sons and two daughters. One of the sons was Sigismund, who would end up causing trouble for Václav IV and eventually become King of Hungary and Holy Roman Emperor himself. But now the golden age of Bohemia was upon the land and the empire. Charles started reorganizing the way that things were done, creating a series of interlocking confederations of states to keep the peace, each geopolitical entity centered around an imperial city. Local nobles were encouraged to keep things calm and copacetic by granting them various privileges as reward for finding ways to avoid open conflict. 
To the east, he signed several treaties with the Habsburgs to keep their mitts off Bohemia, arrangements which his two sons, Václav and Sigismund, would end up sort of scuttling. He bought the entire state of Brandenburg, just west of Berlin, and also let it be known to everyone far and wide that he thought of Prussia and Livonia, two Germanic crusader states along the Baltic coast up near northern Poland and Lithuania, were also under his control as well, and no one really wanted to argue the point. The Chuckmeister also encouraged the planting of more vineyards in Bohemia and Moravia, partly because he was a huge fan of wine. In fact, most historians believe he is the origin of the saying, in vino veritas, meaning after a couple of glasses of the good stuff, people tend to say what they really think. Charles lived until 1378, dying at the age of 62. His wife Elizabeth survived another 15 years, and getting a chance to see her stepson Václav IV waste the stability Charles had made with his wasteful ways. Statesman, diplomat, military leader, architect, urban planner, wine connoisseur, patron of the arts, and so much more. It's no wonder modern-day Czechs say that Charles IV was the greatest Czech who ever lived. Only one other ruler before the 20th century would come even close to matching the prosperity and status that Charles brought these lands. That man would, strangely, be in Habsburg, Rudolf II, who came to power in 1576. During the intervening 198 years, a lot would happen here in Bohemia, including a brother-versus-brother war, the Habsburgs coming to power, the Habsburgs losing power, a Hussite king, an anti-king, the rise and fall of the Polish-Lithuanian House of Jagiellon, and finally, the Habsburgs again. The year of Charles's death was also the start of the Great Schism and the Papacy, which would lay ground for a series of conflicts that would threaten to tear Europe apart and included the Hussite Wars. Here in Bohemia, it would all start off with Charles's son, Václav IV, who was kind of a spoiled brat and more than a little bit of a jerk. Thank you for listening to this episode of Prague Times. If you liked this episode, be sure to like it or share it and tell your friends. Check us out on all of our social media platforms for extra goodies as well. Until next time, this has been Prague Times. <laughs>